0: Welcome in once again, Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. And how would you like to get your employees to think like owners and not renters? That's a pretty Captain Obvious statement, right? So... You want to listen to our next guest, Randy Bussey. She has been helping employees to delight customers for more than 25 years. Her programs help employees to think like an owner, not a renter, yielding rave reviews from her clients because the culture of their organizations change and their customers rave about them. All right, let's get into it. Women really mean business presented by Athena International. This is episode number 101. Let's start now.
1: Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your
0: host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Balitnikoff. We have another great guest on tap here. Randy Bussey, author, speaker, trainer, and president of Workforce Development Group, Incorporated. Now, this is from her bio. She helps employees with her programs think like an owner, not a renter. And also, that really helps with clients. We're going to explore that in just a second. She's also co-author of the book, Turning Rants into Raves, Turn Your Customers on. Before they turn on you, and it's written for CEOs, business owners, and managers, they want to improve the experience they are providing their customers. And I'm sure this is an area that everybody listening to would like to get better at in providing value to customers. That's something that you can always improve on. So we're going to welcome Randy to the show. Randy, thanks for being here.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Jeff. I'm excited to chat.
0: Yeah, I am excited to hear all about this. So as frequent listeners know, I give the... Guess the floor as soon as possible, so maybe you could add to what I talked about at the beginning with your bio and give people a uh, picture of what you're all about.
1: Sure. So I am all about customer service and the customer experience and how, as business owners and representatives of businesses, can we provide the kind of experience that makes our customers go, wow, that was really good. I want to come back and I want to tell my friends about it. And it's a little bit selfish in why I actually started the business, Jeff. And it's because I'm a customer myself and I was finding that I really wasn't having such great experiences and I thought, well, that's not right. And so my mission is to help companies to take better care of their customers so that they
0: remain their customers. Okay, let's talk about company A and company B. Company A has been trained by you, and they've got raving fans. Company B is making some basic errors, shall we say. So let's contrast company A and company B and talk about what one is doing and the other is not.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And so it's not only what they're doing, Jeff, but it's how they're thinking, And so you had mentioned in my bio that I'm about helping employees think like an owner, not a renter. And let's start there because I believe that any behaviors are um, focused on how we think. And so if you're an employee working for an organization and you're just there for a paycheck and you don't really care if the customer becomes a customer or not, oh, look, it's five o'clock, I have to go now any training that you are provided is really not going to stick because you're not engaged, you're not invested, and you're not committed. And so my programs are designed to help employees think differently about who it is they're serving, what it is that these customers actually want, and help them want to provide the kind of experience that's going to make them say wow and so what i do is i help employees go from being compliant my boss told me i have to do this so i'm going to do this and we want them to be committed and they're committed when they're engaged and thinking and acting like an owner of the business so it's about changing mindset first And then and only then is it about talking about specific skills and techniques and things to say and things not to say. But if we don't have the mindset aligned with being engaged, being committed, the skills are not going to they're not going to be genuine and they're certainly not going to be long lasting.
0: So. It's a mindset, and I want to delve into that in a second. But let's talk about company B, the company that is not doing the right things. And what are some common mistakes you see that companies are making? And maybe they don't don't even know that they're doing this. Maybe it's just the way they've always done things, and they're not exactly sure how to get their employees to that space where they have that proper mindset. So maybe talk about the companies that maybe come up to you and engage with you and they are the ones that need the help, but where are the areas they need help in?
1: Yeah, and your point of do they even know that they need help, and sometimes they don't. And so one of the things that I actually do when I meet with a prospective client is I make a test call into their company, and I act as if I am a, a prospective customer interested in their products or services, And I record the phone call, and then I share that recording with the leader who has invited me in to talk about the customer service that they're currently providing. And oftentimes, they are horrified to hear how their employees are handling prospective customers, what they're doing, what they're not doing. And it starts with even the greeting You know, when I answer the phone, I say, thank you for calling Workforce Development Group. This is Randy. How can I help you? My husband called a doctor earlier today and they answered the phone. Could you hold on? And it was like, oh, my God, like, I'm sorry. Was I bothering you? You know, there was no hello. There was no professionalism for sure. And it was just quickly putting you on hold. And so, you know, it starts with the very first interaction that a prospective client has with you. And how engaged and happy that employee seems or do they seem like they're bothered? You know, I've, I've called companies and, you know, they may say, thank you for calling ABC Company. This is Mary. And you're like, I'm sorry, was I bothering you? Because I could call one of your competitors if this isn't a good time for you.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about the process that you have when you are with our company A, the one that has engaged with you. And you started to talk about it a little bit where you'll kind of make a, uh, I guess you're a mystery shopper in a way, if you will. And so let's talk about how you get these employees to the point where they are thinking like owners. And I would think, and, and again, this is me just knowing only the basics of what you do, but I would think that maybe a common misconception when somebody starts talking to you is, is that, well, you know what, if I can't throw a bunch of money and raises and perks at my employees, they're never going to pay attention to you. And I'm betting that that's a false narrative right there in that, that with your program, you probably can get people to that place that you need them to be at without additional perks or raises or that stuff. Or how, how am I doing with that? What, 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 what's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so You know, I look at the training programs that I deliver as an investment that a company is making into its organization, ultimately for the benefit of not only the external customers, Jeff, but also the internal customers, which are the employees. You know, there's a lot of talk these days, not just about the customer experience, but also about the employee experience. And what I find often is that the fish stinks from the head down. Have you ever heard that saying?
0: No, actually, no. That's interesting.
1: Okay. So think about a fish. If the fish at the top smells, the rest of the fish is going to smell. And if you think about an organization, the fish or the the head is the leader. And so how is the leader treating the employees? What is the leader saying about customers? Because if the leader is not modeling good behavior as it pertains to how he or she is treating the employee, why would the employee want to think and act like an owner and provide a great experience to the customer when they themselves are being treated not well?
0: So what is it, without adding additional perks and incentives and raises and all that stuff, how is it that you are actually getting the employees to a mindset from like you said earlier that they kind of oh hello, thank you for calling A B C Company to hey, thank you for calling A B C Company, how may I help you today? How are you how are you getting people to that kind of mindset that delights customers?
1: Yep, great question. And so the good news is, is that you don't have to give shares of stock in the company to your employees. You don't have to change the name of the company to, you know, Jeff's Home Improvement Services. What you really have to do is you have to, number one, take a look at yourself in the mirror and see how it is you're treating the employees, because oftentimes the leader is part of the problem. And so it's about having conversations with employees about their future at the organization. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be a lifer and commit to working 30 years at a company um, in order to think and act like an owner of a business. You know, think about if I'm going to school at night and I'm, I'm working full time during the day to put myself through college. And at some point, I know that I'm going to be leaving the company. Maybe it's not even in the same field that I'm studying. But during the time that I'm there, whether it's three months or three years, I as an employee need to be as engaged and committed as I can be because I need that job to help me be able to pay for my schooling. And so I can't check out. I need to be engaged and committed for however long I plan on staying at the organization. Now, if I am looking at this job as a career and I'm I'm looking to grow and, and get a promotion and make additional contributions, well, even more the reason for you to think and act like this is your company because you have skin in the game and you're concerned with what the outcome is going to be. If the company goes bust, well, there goes your job. And if you think you have problems now, you know, add I don't have a job and I don't have money coming in. Uh, to the list of problems that you're that you're dealing with.
0: Usually, I give the floor at the end, and I will, of course, do that for you. But if you could speak to any owner, manager, etc., of a business right now, and just say they are thinking about engaging with your company, and getting your services for this, what would you tell them right now? What would be kind of a pitch that you would give an owner or a manager at this moment?
1: Yeah. One of the questions might be, would you want to work for you? How are you treating your employees? How are you speaking to them? What kind of behavior are you modeling for them? Because your employees are going to not have respect for you, And not want to go above and beyond to delight customers or do a good job if they themselves don't feel valued. And, you know, sometimes it's not it's not very overt, but it's things like micromanaging your employees, It's things like not empowering your employees to make decisions. It's having policies and procedures that tie your employees' hands and they become so fixated on, well, that's our policy, that they're not realizing that there's a human being on the other end of the phone or the other end of the counter that really just wants to get their needs met. And so, you know, to summarize, Jeff, it's about taking a look at yourself and, and seeing what kind of culture and environment are you creating for your employees? Is it one where they've checked out before they even punched in? Or is it one where they're, they're committed and they see your passion and you're leading them to a place where there's a win-win-win for the customer, for the employee, and for the organization?
0: Well, we're certainly going to have resources where we mention your company, of course, Workforce Development Group Incorporated. We'll also have a link to your book, Turning Rants into Raves, Turn Your Customers On Before They Turn On You. But, Randy, are there some other resources that you would like to mention that you feel might help folks listening right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have a YouTube channel that uh, I think that you're going to be able to find a lot of uh, small and long um, snippets or pieces of presentations with different topics like thinking like an owner and dealing with an irate customer and why a complaint is a four-letter word and uh, how to speak to customers so that they want to call you back. And so I, I would direct everybody to my YouTube page, which is Randy bussey R A N D I B U S S E, and uh, take a look at those videos.
0: And one thing I wanted to ask you, and it, and it and it seems to me, if I could summarize this interview, is is that you should, in every interaction with a customer, make their day better. Than it was before they interacted with you,
1: absolutely, absolutely, even, even if they're not giving you that same message, because sometimes customers are cranky, and sometimes customers are not in the best of moods, and it seems like they're taking things out on us. and we, as the representative of the business, need to make sure that despite how we're being treated, we're taking the high road and providing the best possible experience to our customers.
0: And that goes for internal and external customers. I hadn't thought about it from the ownership standpoint or the management standpoint, but it makes so much sense to me now that you say that it really gets down to a culture thing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, hand the mic over to you once again. It is the chance for you to address the audience with whatever that you would like to talk about. So, Randy, the floor is yours.
1: Okay, well, I, I have an offer that I'd like to make to anybody that's listening to this interview, and that is, if you are brave enough, I will make a test call into your company, and I will share the recording with you and i will let you know how i thought the call went and provide some feedback and recommendations on how to improve it and i do that because you don't know what you don't know and it's a it's an independent unbiased Uh, opinion from somebody who lives and breathes customer service all the time. So, you know, the interesting thing will be, Jeff, how many people actually take me up on the offer? And one of the reasons that they may not is because they think that their employees are doing a great job. Well, if that's the case, get some validation and let me make the call. But if you're worried that you don't want to have me do it because you're afraid of what you're going to hear, well, for sure, you need to let me do it. So, again, you can validate what's going on and take some action steps to change the way your employees are handling customers.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, how do they take advantage of that? Back with this episode in just a second. But first of all, coaches... Are you looking to take your business to the next level? Well, look no further. Melinda Cohen, founder of the Coaches Consult, the company that's helped thousands of coaches, is launching something called the Coaching Business System. It offers an incredible amount of help and support for coaches just like you. When you enroll, you get eight modules of expert training to take you step-by-step through your strategic implementation roadmap, from branding to referrals and beyond. But that's not all. Your premium coaching coaching business training is bundled together with access to special all-in-one software that gives your business all the back-end structure and processes you need for success. Plus, You also get your own coach and live group clinic calls to keep you on track and hold you accountable and a private student portal and community where you can chat and share ideas. Now this offer expires on October 4th so you're going to have to hurry and also Melinda has some bonuses for you if you take advantage of this offer. Check out Coach's Console Special Invitation. That's a link at the top of WomenReallyMeanBusiness.com where you can find out more about this offer. Again, Women Really Mean Business.com. Check out Coach's Console Special Invitation at the top of the site. And by the way, full disclosure Athena International and this podcast receive an affiliate commission if you buy. So check it out top of Women Really Mean Business.com. Coach's Console Special Invitation. Now back to the episode.
1: Well, they can go to my website, which is WorkDevGroup.com or they can call me on 631-598-5598 and I'll be happy to have a conversation with them about giving them this important insight into how they're treating prospective
0: customers. Well, the positive challenge gauntlet has been laid down and <laughs> and I say it's a positive challenge because uh, whenever you can improve especially with how you interact with customers. That's never a bad thing. And Randy Bussey, author, speaker, trainer, and president of Workforce Development Group Incorporated. Thank you so much for all your time this week. Very insightful interview. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. On the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, we feature Christine Bongard, and she is the president of the WIT Network. WIT stands for Women in Technology, and her message is simple. Women have an important role in technology, and the mission of the WIT Network is to increase the numbers of women in technology careers. Here's a bit from Christine. You know, the
1: technology industry is so exciting. It's fast-paced it changes all the time you get heads up access to some really cool things that are going on and that's what i love about it you know even though i am not an engineer i still love being around it and seeing it firsthand seeing how fast it changes seeing in some cases how it's changing the world and you know I just love it so I think if you're looking for an industry that is going to have a lot of job opportunities in the future because it's always changing because we're a world that relies so heavily on technology and especially for women there are going to be so many opportunities for jobs
0: we can only grow with your help and what we're asking for is very easy two simple things Just either rate or review this podcast. The more ratings and reviews a podcast has, the easier it is to find. And share episodes with your network. If you love this podcast and are a regular listener, please help others find it. See you next week. Thanks again for being here.